The Arizona football defense is loaded with a lot of new faces and new talent. Let's get to it and let's see who we need to know about. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast. My name is Mike Luke. As always, uh, coming to you. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. Yesterday, we talked about Arizona, uh, the Arizona offense, and where everything stood. Why don't we talk now a little bit about the defense and the cause for optimism, some of the causes for concern, but there's a lot of different things to talk about here. But like just like we did with offense, why don't we just go down the board? And first, let's talk about that uh, defensive line. And this has been a problematic area for Arizona for a while now, mainly because you don't have a pass, or mainly if you don't have a pass rush, that's always going to be a little bit of an issue. And that has certainly been the issue for Arizona for the, gosh, I don't know, for, seems like since Scooby Wright was here probably five, six years ago. But you do have a lot of returning faces. You do have some returning players here. So let's get to some of these guys and let's talk about who they are. The best player on the defense is Keon Bars. And there's really no doubt about it. Keon Bars is um, on a multitude of award watch lists and for good reason. He checks in, he had five sacks in ten games last year, finished the year really strong, and he was out for, uh, he was out for uh, fall camp, or excuse me, spring, spring ball, but he's expected to be fully healthy right now, and I think if you're Arizona, you've got, he's got to be the linchpin to your team right there. He's got to be the player that comes in and he, he disrupts from the interior because there's some question marks everywhere else. But Bars at about 6'2", about 290, is the player that is, that is equipped with some quickness and some of that strength to be able to get to the quarterback. I mean, you know, it's difficult to really say what you want out of a defensive tackle. But if you're Arizona, I think you probably are asking for six or seven sacks this year and to be a consistent uh, presence against the uh, against the run. That's certainly what I'd be looking for anyways. So Keon Bars. Next to him is Paris Shand. This should be an interesting one. Uh, Shand got a little bit of run last year. Got a start. Got a, you know, got some action in some games. He's a pretty good athlete. Played fairly well in camp, but you really don't know what he what he projects at right now. You don't really know where he is in the grand scheme of things because he hasn't really played. But he looked good in camp. The hope is that being next to Bars will make his job a little bit easier and that you know maybe he can emerge as a in-the-trenches long-term starter right there. I know that Arizona, the Arizona football staff would absolutely love that. All right, they're flanking them on both sides is going to be Jalen Harris, uh, U of A royalty right here coming in. Sean Harris's uh, son, Sean Harris's oldest son, and got a lot of talent. He's you know he's certainly flashed for multiple defensive coordinators. This is the year though that he's got to get it done. He's got to become a seven or eight sack player. And you know honestly, the potential's there. I don't think that anybody looks at uh, him and says, 
well, you know what? He's physically not capable of making that work. And because I think you look at him and he physically is. So I think we, uh, he's, it's just, it's just up to him to take that next step. That's really all, uh, that's really all there is to it. He's got to be able to do that. And we're going to find out fairly soon if he's going to be able to make that next step or not, because he's going to have every opportunity. He's got a nice defensive tackle behind him. So we'll see where that one leads right there. Now, on the other side, then you got Hunter Eccles. Um, Hunter Eccles is the guy that Arizona just needs. He was uh, the USC transfer. He came in. Um, he dominated all throughout fall camp, and or excuse me, uh, spring ball. Sorry, and um, he transferred that into the games or into the spring game where he was all over the quarterback. And if he can make that, if he can be a seven or eight sack guy, it feels like I'm saying that about everybody, but you need a couple of these players to emerge here. If he can emerge as that guy, then Arizona set because Keon Bars is already kind of a given. You would assume that Jalen Harris, you would at least hope that Jalen Harris can take that next step. And, you know, Paris Shand is a great unknown, but we'll certainly see right there what he can do. Now, on the other side, then, you've got, or excuse me, the backup position, you've got multitude of guys who are somewhat interesting to look at. And let's start with uh, Jason Harris. Jason Harris is Jalen Harris's little big brother. He's about six foot seven or six foot eight. Was a four-star recruit, big-time talent. Um, the only question that you have with him is: Is he too angular for the position? Is he too? Is he too upright? Because you generally don't see defensive ends that are built like him. As a matter of fact, you don't see defensive ends that are built like him. But again, got a lot of talent. He's put on some good weight too. You look at him, he looks much different than when he came here last year. It's just how much can he play with leverage? Can he play with strength? And if he can do that, then I think you're looking at a player that um, can be a valuable contributor. And then who knows? Maybe he can replace his brother or Hunter Eccles that following season. We'll see. But that right there is the question. J.B. Brown, another long-term defensive lineman reserve, came in under Rich Rodriguez and has always been a valuable reserve, not a game-breaker, not a next-level guy, but will always be in the equation, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a player that you can count on in spot minutes, and uh, Arizona certainly will count on him in that regard. And then you've got Taylala Sevea from UCLA, followed Johnny Nansen over from there, ex-four-star kid out of Las Vegas, big kid, I don't know that he is going to start this year, but you're hoping, and I think a lot of people are hoping that if he gets, you know, some experience, gets a little bit of girth under his belt, he'll be able to make that next step. And he certainly provides you a little bit of flexibility right there if Paris Shand isn't up to it, but I would imagine he'll be a player that's going to be in people's minds for the foreseeable future. So we'll definitely keep you up to date on that. But that's essentially how that line breaks down right there. Those are the guys, those are the starters, those are the guys you need to know. All right, now, moving into the secondary, or excuse me, into the linebacker unit, it becomes even a little bit more interesting. So you've got, you've got a couple of things. Malik Reed. The Wisconsin transfer, kid out of Chandler, big guy, about 6'3", 230. You need him to emerge this year. You need him to be able to uh, slam one of those starting spots home at uh, and to be a tackle machine. There's no reason he can't. Another guy, physically gifted, 
pretty big dude. It's just on him to be able to take that next step, and I think we'll find out fairly quickly if he's going to. He's flanked by a guy, Jerry Roberts. Roberts last year is one of the few players that actually, you know, has some kudos, has some gravitas under his, uh, has under you know, under his uh, resume. He's about, you know, not the biggest guy in the world. Had a huge game last year against Utah with the ten tackles or uh, ten tackles, a couple uh, uh, tackle and a half for loss. So you know that he's physically able, but. Can he be consistent? Can he be a guy that is playing every single game and getting you, at the end of the season, 90 to 100 tackles? Is he that player? And I don't think that anybody really knows that yet, and we're certainly going to find that one out. But those right now are your two linebackers, and I think Arizona's probably okay with those two. Again, unlike in years past, it's not that you're not worried that they're are they physically talented enough. You're just wondering, are they good enough? And that will certainly be the case. And then backing him up, you got Anthony Solomon, Michigan transfer, not the biggest dude in the world, but certainly a guy that has some potential as well. Um, a total unknown. So I can't sit here and tell you that he's going to be this, he's going to be that, because quite frankly, I don't know, and the coaching staff doesn't know. So, But again, he'll be given every opportunity, as almost all of these kids are, to get into that starting position and to be one of those players. And then the other linebacker to certainly keep an eye on is Sterling Lane. Now, Sterling Lane, one of the highest-rated recruits that Jed Fish has brought in this year, four-star kid out of California, pass rusher slash uh, you know, run stuffer. I don't know what role he is going to have because he is such a unique player there. Are they going to use him as a pass rusher? Are they going to use him as a run stop stopper? I don't know that, and I think a lot of people are still trying to figure that one out. Nobody quite knows that, and I think that's where we're going to find out where exactly everything lands with uh, with those guys. But that's ba that's the that's the front right there. As you notice, there's only six players because it's a four-two-five defense. But those are the players right there. Those are the uh, backups to certainly keep an eye on because this team is going to rely on those players. Now, moving into the back. This is where it becomes fascinating. Now, let's talk, I guess, initially about the cornerbacks. Christian Roland Wallace, it seems like, has been a starter here for eight years. Roland Wallace is solid. He's not great, but he's solid. He's very good in press coverage. He's not the fastest guy in the world, so he does get beat over the top, and that's always going to be something that is going to be there, especially if he's playing on an island. He, again, is uh, he's got that needs the help of a pass rush. He will be greatly benefited by a pass rush. And again, we'll certainly keep you up to date on how that looks, but he's locked in. No matter what happens, he's going to be starting all season. The coaching staff has faith in him. He's the best corner on the team so far. So, I mean, I don't, there's really no reason not to. Now, the other cornerback is a question mark, but in a good way. Traden Stooks came in here out of Chandler with a lot of questions about there were a lot of questions abound about him, and a lot of them were just as he talented enough. He was a lightly recruited kid, walk-on, but he got into the coaching staff's good graces very early on, and he had some of the he had the most pass breakups on the team last year, and he was generally around the ball. This year's going to be a little bit different because he's going in there as a starter. Is he talented enough? Because he's going to be going against, as we all know, some of the best wide receivers in the country, certainly on the West Coast. And it's easier to hide a guy for three or four games like that. It's impossible to hide him for a whole season. So sink or swim, 
this is going to be trade and stook situation right here. He's going to have every opportunity because the other guys behind him are either probably not quite good enough or a little bit too young. So this will be the trade and stooks year when it comes to that. Now, speaking of which, at the backup position, you got a couple different guys. First is Isaiah Rutherford, taller, angular guy out of Notre or a, a transfer from Notre Dame, ex four star kid, struggled last year. Now. A lot of DBs would struggle because of the situation that Arizona had, but he just wasn't very good. He got beat a lot, and no, you never looked at him and said, that's a, that's a long-term answer. But he's coming in with a renewed attitude, you know, a renewed work ethic. Not that he wasn't working hard. He knows what's expected from him. He's got competition this time, and I think the talent in front of him is certainly better than it was in the past. So he's going to have that chance again. There's going to be all kinds when you're running when you're running a uh, uh, a situation you're running where you basically got two linebackers and five DBs. If you emerge as really good, you're going to find your way on the field. So Isaiah Rutherford, if he's good enough, he's going to find his way onto the field. And then the other one, obviously, is Ephesians Prysock. Great name, obviously. He's also out of California, ex four star kid, long, and I th- ideally I think he's a starter next year. I think the U of A coaching staff would love that because that would mean that he's really emerged. But again, very talented, probably the most talented out of the entire cornerback unit and somebody that I think Jed Fish has very high expectations for, as he should, because this kid could have played pretty much anywhere he wanted in the country. He's got that type of talent, but it'll be fascinating to see if he's physically ready if he is just able to transition there the way that Arizona needs him. So again, another guy that we're certainly going to keep an eye on because he's got some big time potential. All right. Also need to tell you about Bet Online, the Bet Online Sportsbook. It's been around forever. It's like Christian Roland Wallace. It's been around forever. It's steady and it's dependable. You never find anybody that was like, oh, I didn't like my experience. There and the reason why everyone likes it is because it's easy to bet on. When you bet that when you bet, everything is pretty much delineated out there for you. In that you've got futures, you've got props, you've got all kinds of stuff, and it's easy to navigate. They wanted it to be easy to navigate for you because they want you to be able to get in there and have a good time and to be able to make transactions back and forth. So again, check out the Bet Online Sportsbook. It's been around forever. It's not going anywhere, and you will be incredibly happy about it. All right, now let's talk on the other side about one of the big question marks of this team, but also a possibility to be a big strength. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're talking about, we're talking Arizona football, and we're now in and we're talking a four-two-five defense under Johnny Nansen. Now we're we're to where this team needs to really have its rudder, and that's on the back end. And that starts. Let's talk. You know, you're going to go with a three-safety look most likely. So let's talk about these safeties that are going to be starting. Jackson Turner. Jackson Turner was a big-time basketball recruit out of high school. I'm not big-time, but he could have played Power 5, but obviously played football. He's about 6'2 or 6'3, great athlete. You just want him to put it together because you know that if he puts it together, he's going to be problems for quite a while, and he's going to be problems for anybody because of his height, the way that he can run. The thing with Turner is just finding out, can he take that next step? Can he become that consistent contributor and... I guess we'll find, we're going to find out right here. There certainly is the potential, though, for that to be the case. Now, another guy, Christian Young, 
Went, went with Jed Fish to media day for a reason. Jed Fish has a great deal of uh, uh, faith in Christian Young. Physical dude, can line up on a linebacker, can also crack in the back end, but you want him to settle down right here and just be a playmaker. Because it's not that he didn't make plays last year, but there were a lot of times where he was out of position, you're learning a new scheme, and you weren't able to really magnify the skills that you had. Now, when with him... He needs to be getting. He needs to have a stat line where he's got something like five or six tackles, not too many, because you don't want him in the. You don't want the running backs in the backfield or in the secondary the whole time. But also getting a tackle for loss, getting a couple pass breakups, maybe get a sack here or there. He's got to be that jack of all trades safety that so many really good teams have. He's capable of doing it. So we're going to find out. And then the other safety, the other starter is DJ Warnell. DJ Warnell is. UCLA transfer, followed, followed Nansen as well, came over here and looked pretty good. He came on late in camp, but he looked pretty good. Uh, he's a longer kid. Um, he's going to get that. He's going to get that safety, uh, that safety shot right there. And, you know, with good reason, Nansen likes him and he's certainly, he's shown that he can, he can pick up what they need him to pick up. Can he take that next step? We don't know, but he played very well at the end of camp, and he's not bad. So that is your safety lineup right there. Let's talk about your special teams in just a moment. But let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We'll talk special teams, wrap everything up, get you ready for the next week. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're at this. We're at the special team spot, and for so many years, and every Arizona fan knows this. Arizona special teams were a mess. They were a disaster. They were a train wreck. Couldn't make extra points. Couldn't punt. That shouldn't be the case this year. Now, because first you've got two guys who are one is a, one would be it'd be pretty surprising if he wasn't an all conference uh, punter, and that's Ostendorf. He is, came on last year, obviously, one of the best punters in the conference, one of the best punters in the country. Flashes NFL potential. Wouldn't surprise me, and I don't think it would surprise many people, if he is one of Arizona's biggest weapons this year. Arizona needs him to be one of their biggest weapons. Hint, 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 but he's good. Now, the other guy to keep an eye on then, Tyler Luke Was 14 of 14 on field goals last year with a long of 42. Obviously, nobody expects you to go 100% this year, but can you hit 85 to 90% of your field goals, and can you extend that out to where Arizona coaches feel comfortable giving you a shot from 50? Because if that can happen, then you've got a real, real problem on your hand. I mean, in a good way, because your special teams could be one of the strengths to your team, and generally good teams have good special teams. So that's basically a... And as far as kick returners go, nobody knows. Nobody has any clue who's even going to be back there, so I didn't even want to take a guess. Speedy Luke will probably be one of those incoming four-star freshmen, but other than that, nobody really knows. So we're going to find out just when you do. But wanted to break down the offense and defense for you with media day right around the corner. Then camp starts. Basically, talked all the starters, talked the line or the uh, most of the backups that matter. But again, I like Arizona over the two and a half wins this year. I think that Arizona should be able to uh, surpass that. I'm confident that they can. And that's where you'd want to go to the Bet Online Sportsbook also if you think that I know what I'm talking about and say, you know what, I'm going to go the over two and a half. 
You all have a great day, and we will be back with you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.